Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of The One. Oops, what was that, Vince? <laughs> I, I was trying to silence my phone, and I dropped it. <laughs> That's right. The One, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to effects pedals. We also have a fan club called the Effects Pedal Fan Club. If you love effects pedals, you are in the right place. You are amongst friends. You can find us at Effects Pedal Fan Club on Instagram and effectspedalfanclub.com on the web. Vince, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm get is the phone I'm, is phone safe? Phone is silenced. Uh I was worried about uh potentially getting phone calls for recording a little earlier than we usually do in the day. And so I was like, well, I hope I don't get any like phone calls during this um cuz I I mean, my phone's always next to me, right? So just yeah, trying to make also, sure it's silenced. You're on the clock, Vince. Yeah. I <laughs> no, I mean I w- it was funny. I was golfing this last weekend and um we also had um some machinist family over to our house uh on monday because they did like the there's a park like a block away from my house that they do a huge fireworks show every year and so we can see it from inside of our house actually if we just look out the front window but uh everyone sat in out in the front yard and we were able to see him clearly um it's really cool but um they came over on Monday. I was working that day. Everyone kind of came over at three or four in the afternoon. I was still finishing up work and stuff. Uh, but so many people asked me, I was like, oh, what time are you off? And I'm like, I don't, that's not really a thing for my job. It's kind of a weird concept of like not having a clock in and clock out time. Um, there's like some things to be said about like the mental health portion of that to where like the good thing about having a stop time is being able to separate uh work life from uh home life um but i i I feel like i do a pretty good job of that because i don't have an official start or stop time so there's like days like today where um normally i'd I'd still be working but i just you know closed my computer and stopped early so we could uh take care of this stuff you know had 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 a had a late lunch had some food and now we're recording it's great that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like, um, I think, like flying a spaceship or something. You're always on call. Like, something could go wrong with a spaceship at any point. Yeah. You know, you could go into, hi- like, some sort of hi- hibernation or light sleep or whatever. But at any point, you could jump jump out to go, like, uh, fly through an asteroid belt. Whatever. It could go yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I can be called at any time, technically. And, uh, like, I do have on-call rotations, too, where, like, those are the only times where I am fully expected to respond within a certain amount of time. Um, but if I'm not on call and somebody just happens to call me cause they need my help with something like if I'm available or at home, I'll help them out. If not, I'll be like, Hey, can't help you out right now. If it's emergency, call somebody else. If not, I can get to it later. And so it's not a, it's not usually a big deal, but I try to help out when I can. Cause if people are calling me, uh, for my help when I'm not on that they're in trouble because <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there's, things have already gone real bad. Yeah. There should be a lot of things that probably well, people that could have taken care of it first. So <laughs> understood that, but yeah, that actually brings up a good point. The, we had a little week off because of the fourth and yeah. we are back at it during that week. Um, actually let's just talk real quick what we're going to get into in this episode. We're going to touch a little bit on news, um, we almost had what I would consider one of the greatest effects pedal fan club field trips of all time, but Vince couldn't make it. And that was to the uh, dead yeah. company shows here in Boulder. We can touch on that. 
Um, and then we're also going to play a little uh, discussion regarding Boss just released their new DM100. So they have now what I consider like kind of three super delays. They're all kind of at the same price point. They're really, really cool delay machines. And we're going to discuss all like this, maybe the strengths and weaknesses of each. And maybe Vince and I are going to choose which one we would put on our desert island rig. Yeah. So um, Vince, you missed what I would consider one of the greatest concerts of all time. <laughs> I know. And like it, if it wasn't like the holiday weekend too, where I was like kind of uh, jamming stuff in late. Cause like, I, like I said, we had people over on Monday. And so like uh, Saturday was supposed to be a golf day that I missed. And I won't touch on that too much, but <laughs> basically I, you just forgot. I, yeah. Well, I had it on the wrong day. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's a kind of a, silly brain fart where people called me and they're like, I was like, why would this person call me at 7am? And she was like, were you supposed to be golfing? I was like, no, not till next week. And then I looked back at the email and I was like, nope, that's what they called me for. They're like, Hey, why aren't you here? Type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, uh, I had a lot jam packed in, but I was bummed. I missed it. Sheena tried to, was like, she was, was like, she pushing you hard to go. She was pushing me. Cause she's like, I'm, I think it's their last tour too. Yeah, it was like uh, that's the word on the street, anyways, right? Is that because yeah. they didn't necessarily announce it? Well, they so did. They did. They did. This is the final tour. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around, and yeah. it's interesting. And I, this is not again. This is an effects pedal fan club, but it does speak a little bit about John Mayer and the use of effects pedals. So we're going to go into it, and hopefully, uh, <laughs> you haven't tuned out, but. You know, the idea is, is I think John Mayer single-handedly brought back an entire American art form by reviving. He put in the work. I mean, he put in the work, a decade's worth of work to get the Grateful Dead, I'm using air quotes, back <laughs> it, back to life, right? I mean, they have yeah. a huge anthology of music. It's timeless, and it was, you know, potentially kind of retired. I, won't, I don't want to say dead, but it was definitely retired, and he, like, found interest in it, you know, blew the dust off. Um, you know, uh, kind of rewired things and brought it back. And it is an incredible, credible uh, experience. It's amazing. They, we saw the very first tour when they kind of first announced they were coming back. And there was a lot of like naysayers and John Mayer's, uh, um, you know, I'm, this is a biased opinion. This is, I, I'm a unabashed, you know, un, unashamed lover of all things John Mayer. But I knew that he's collaborated with so many people and it was going to be really effective and man, it was great. And then seven years later, they are firing on all cylinders. They remember yeah. the words. They take the audience to that special place that only the Grateful Dead can do. It's like super transcendent. And you see a, a stadium filled with 50,000 people, 100-foot-tall video screens, massive light show, and everybody's just fixated on what's going on. It's, it's, it's a really incredible, I use the word transcendent experience. It's it's yeah. It's not like a normal concert experience, and I really wanted you to experience it because it was. It's it always has been special, and it was really special that night. Yeah. But the the theories that are running around is, oh, John Mayer's going to leave, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Bob Weir, who's getting old, Mickey Hart's getting old. Those are kind of the two only remaining people. They're going to retire, and that last show, they will announce that they're handing off the legacy of the Grateful Dead to. John Mayer, O'Teal, and Jeff, and um, to, t to basically take that art form, take that uh, anthology of music, take that library forward. So I think that is what's going to happen. 
yeah, and, that's that's the speculation that is like is thought to is what's going to happen, right? This isn't you're not saying that's officially what's going to happen. No, this is actually this is what's interesting. This is only my theory. People okay. have been saying that John's going to leave. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, J- and John you, you, you're rebuilt this house and he's going to live in it the rest of the for the next thirty so? years. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, there's a lot of things that hinted towards that. Uh, this is an interesting one, John or uh, Vince. I don't know why I called you John Mayer. We'll, we will at some point have John Mayer on the show, but Vince, you know how we both have silver skies. Yeah, he's he he has modded his silver sky to sound more like Jerry Garcia. Oh, interesting. He took his preamp out of the Super Eagle, so it's like a high definition kind of uh, powered preamp. And yeah. put it into the Silver Sky with special gold hardware that looks very reminiscent of Jerry Garcia's guitars. And then yeah. he put a string tree on the headstock that keeps the tension of the strings tight. So it has a very mid, mid-range, mid mid-focused sound. And it sounds uh-huh. more like Garcia than I've ever imagined. It definitely doesn't sound like John Mayer anymore. Like It definitely kind of takes you to Garcia land. And he's also worked with Doug Irwin and Scarlet Fire Guitars this for the non-deadheads out there, Jerry Garcia had very unique custom-made guitars by Doug Irwin. And so I think John Mayer has commissioned a few of those guitars to be made. And so I, I often wonder Ooh. what this next year might look like, this next tour. Is he, I mean, I'd be a little nervous if he was just like becoming like some sort of like Garcia imitation. I don't think that's at all what he wants to do. I think Bob Weir... And the and the boys, the guys in the band have realized like, oh, John is very committed to this. Let's let's let him move it forward. He's the right person. But um, I think there's a lot. There's going to be a lot going on next year. And then this is the crazy part. There's two crazy parts of the show. One was the drones. Have you seen a drone show? Like an aerial yeah. drone show? Did you hear wow. about it? No, I didn't hear about this one. I've seen a, a an a drone show before, but I've never seen one. It was yeah. insane. So yeah. there's you know eighty thousand people or whatever at this show. Drums in Space is going on, which is like basically 25 minute like psychedelic experience. And then these little blue dots start flying up above the stage. And we're like, what is going on? And they start amassing like War of the World stuff. It was uh-huh. unreal. And then they just all turn off and you kind of see a little bit of motion. And then they just reform as these shapes. And they looked at, yeah. they looked like the, you know, steal your face, Grateful Dead symbol showed up. Yeah. Um, and then like inside the face, it started to swirl I mean, it was wild, like uh, wild. The the first time I saw that use of drones, like I, I honestly didn't know it was drones. I thought it was just some, I mean, it almost feels like a hologram type situation. It's so crazy and liquid and fluid and moving. It's unreal. Yeah. It's very, very cool. And especially at like, you kind of get immersed in that too, because at a, I'm sure at a show where it's, it's loud, you're not going to hear the drones buzzing, you're going to be hearing the music and seeing these visuals with it that just, that, uh, I mean, pull you into this world, you know? Yeah, totally. It was unreal. And so they flew so it cool. during the space and drums in space and it was weird. Yeah. And then at the end of the show, they, they flew it again and like it made like an exit sign and like be kind to one another and like a marching bear. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's so, so, cool. so wild. Um, but then anyways, the a second crazy part of this was they brought dave matthews on stage who <gasps> sung the last four four songs oh wow and i was wondering was um like uh-oh i just got some text messages coming in here hopefully that didn't ring through maybe it did uh no nothing you can't hear that mind. right okay no. cool um 
I've got a, a director's texting me. We're shooting a, the, the, the film I was going to, the feature film I was going to be a DP on, uh, in August got pushed back till May, um, because the location gets all external shooting. So I've filled it with a short film, uh, that this director's now texting me about that. We have confirmation on cast and script. So we're going to oh, cool. make this short film. It's a great short film. I'll tell you more about it later. But anyways, okay. <laughs> Dave Matthews came on stage and played and I, and my wife, Sean and I were sitting there wondering like, are they going to try to replace like Bob Weir as like a front person for this band? And then Dave Matthews came out and I was like, whoa, this is wild. Cause I'm not, mm. I can't say I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan. Yeah. Um, and I was like a little like, oh, we can't replace Bob with Dave Matthews. But he did a great job leading the band. Yeah. But at the end, the very end, the last words that were ever said at the concert was Dave Matthews came to the mic and said in front of everybody, thank you, John Marin Company. He like made a declaration that this is now John's band. Interesting. Yep. So, so d- now your theory on where that was going, was that? Was like your theory, was that your theory beforehand? And then like you going to the show and having that happen, like almost like solidify your thoughts of like, that's how it's going to happen. Or was that something that like pushed you to one side of like, no, 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 no. Validated my theory. I've been spouting this theory for years, (laughs) for years. And people are like, that's crazy talk. And I'm like, no, no, no. If you listen, there's a very, you just wait, you just wait. Um, there's no way John Mayer is going to build this house and just walk away from it. No way. I mean, he gets up there and he has the time of his life. I mean, it's unreal. He just takes, he takes thousands and thousands and thousands of people along with him, and people love going along. And there's no way you can walk away from that. He's got the rest of his life to do it. So I've been spouting this theory for quite some time. Um, and then also if you listen to some interviews with John Mayer, he talks about like he has these dreams where he's old and gray and he looks around and Bob and, Mickey and Billy are all gone. So he's already kind of prevision that he is the next, you know, he, he yeah. is the one that will usher, you know, the, the, the legacy of the grateful dead forward. And I think he respects it enough and has enough appreciation and respect for it that I I'm fine with it. I love it. I'm so yeah. I think Jerry Garcia, I mean, he's been dead for a long time. I think he would be stoked. He'd be like, that guy's great. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, so, and he's got a really big pedal board now that we're going to bring it back to effects pedals. Who does? John Mayer. Oh, John Mayer does? Yeah, his current yeah. Grateful Dead touring pedal board is is wild. Yeah. Does it have... Um, is this the one that he's been using for a long time, or is it different from, like, in the past? Because I know that uh, Josh knows John Mayer, mm-hmm. like, fairly well. Um, like, first name text bassist is pretty close as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I think they text p- p- pictures of each other after they get haircuts. I think yeah. they're pretty tight. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was more of like curiosity if it, if there was anything like different well, that you know of that's like from his, from what's known of his board. Yeah. So I, so there is the Instagram account, John Mayer gear, and then there's the John Mayer gear YouTube channel. I don't really follow that too much. I'm more into yeah. John Mayer, less about John Mayer speculation. Yeah. But I do know from Josh, from driving around with Josh, exactly what's on his board. And yeah. um, for, I just can't, out of respect for Josh and John, I can't say what it is. Of course. But um, we can talk about it, but I can't, you know, I just, they're just, you know, I just got to respect their privacy. But um, it's very similar to his touring board. There's some changes to it that he does with Dead and Company. But yeah. what's interesting, there's two two funny things. Like one time they're like hey, they had the cameras, you know, on the 
on the board on the on the artists while they're performing for the you know people that are a mile in the back that can't see um and john during uncle john's band went to turn off a pedal or turn it on and it was um josh's uh that new um gosh i can't i should remember what it was the one he made for uh it's the new tremolo vibrato pedal um do you know what that one's called the one that he did yeah yeah what's that one called Uh, it was the one that he did with um the artist that he worked on right yeah 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 madeline cunningham right or is it is that that her name well now so i can't remember the the artificial blonde artificial blonde yeah madison madison cunningham that's yeah right yeah um yeah madison cunningham so the like on a hundred foot tall screen john Mayer's like trying to turn on or trying to turn off the madison cunningham and i couldn't get a picture enough in time to send it to josh but you know shout out to josh to have uh his pedal on that tallest screen <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i think it's well, this, and and, and, and a newer it? pedal for like that like i've and maybe this is just um kind of what i would imagine of like guitar players like john mayer like in my mind a, a guitar player like that as successful as they are like they i feel like you would have a go-to like pedals like you'd have your uh like you would have your setup done and i feel like new pedals wouldn't make it into your rotation very often because you have a signature you have a sound right and like any change in that is going to it might it might affect everything about how you play and so i wouldn't imagine like someone like John Mayer would swap out pedals. That's just might be speculation that is completely false. And I mean, clearly already is if he's got, you know, an artificial blonde on a board. um, I know. Right. And hasn't had like a pedal that has been his go-to that he'll never switch out. Right. It's a pedal that was created and he's like, I love this. This is going on my board, my board and just puts it on. Well, I think what's interesting, Vince is let's just go through a mental, like a little exercise, just a fun little game. You and I, either one of us were both massive effects pedal fans. We yeah. are, we can admit that what we yeah. aren't is rock stars. So let's say we became rock stars. Would okay. our pedal nerdery and fan club change? No, we would just get no, more effects true. pedals, right? Yeah. Our board would just continue to grow. We would be yeah. trying stuff all the time. And I think John Mayer's in that same world. Like, okay, I think so. I mean, he has the, I mean, I'm sure he goes through a fairly like uh, solid vetting process, but he's just like he's just like us. He loves effects pedals. He just has a really better, way better watch collection and a much more gifted musician. <laughs> yeah. He's a, a lot better at guitar. <laughs> yeah, the the watches he rolled out on stage, I like. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I looked it up and I was like, wow, that's as much as my house. <laughs> oh, I oh man, right? It was wild. Yeah, and then he a- he had like a he had like a limited edition version of one. I forget what it was, and he rolled it out and it looked great. The next night, new watch. And I was like, oh, he just rolled that. He probably, in three nights, probably had a million dollars worth of watches on his wrist. <laughs> That's so terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, it's just different world. So yeah, yeah I, think he, I think he, you know, the one thing that was interesting about it, Vince, is he didn't really have like a looping system. It was just like 35 pedals strung together. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, it didn't have like a... a no switcher, qu- no loop, no quartermaster. No, no quartermaster, yeah. <laughs> Were any of the uh, pedals towards the top of the board upside down so they're easier to switch so that you don't have to? Because uh, my buddy does that. So let's say what? you had two. You, let's say you had two rows of pedals, right? Yep. Uh, the second, the top row, he would flip them upside down 
to where the stop box would be at the top of the board so that you wouldn't hit the any of the knobs on like the bottom side or you wouldn't miss it, it made it a lot more accurate and so like oh. uh like so he would have the yeah so it's hard to describe. No, I, but, I see what you're saying. You like you yeah. invert the top row. So you basically just have knobs in the middle and then the yeah. outside of edges are yeah. all are, yep. are all your foot, foot yeah. He had three or four rows. So yeah, they were not flipped over. But the one <laughs> that he was like trying to mess with, that was yeah. the, the, excuse me, artificial blonde that was on the top row. Um, so maybe <laughs> John, if you're listening, we have an idea for you. You should flip it over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was it was you know it was cool to see it. I'm just bummed you weren't able to go because uh, it's, I mean it's just a wild experience. They're just yeah, uh, you know to hear a band just firing on all cylinders like that, um, is is cool, and you don't see it. You, you know, it's not often in today's world where you get to see bands on that scale, like the experience music on that scale. Yeah, and um, you know, congratulations to John, and actually, you know, not even congratulations. Thank you to John for bringing back a legacy art, like a a retired art. You know he. He opened the Louvre again, you know. It was closed for a decade. He opened right. it up. Um, so yeah, that, that was it, Vince. Um, any any world like any anything in the pedal world? I know it's golf season for you, so you're not, you're not buying too many yeah. pedals right now. Yeah, no, there's not a lot happening in my world, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I'm work's eating me up, and it it's uh, it is golf season. I, I have begun. Uh, my, We've had a weird season here in Colorado where. Like it's been tough to get outdoors this first month of summer because there's so much rain. Yeah, it's very rainy for uh, Colorado. We don't typically get a ton of rain. Like in the spring, we is probably when we get the most, but we don't usually have rainy summers. And it's been, uh, I mean, almost every day for weeks. It's been raining. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, understood. It's been wild. So yeah, I haven't. You know, I, after purchasing the Lucille, I've been laying low on the acquisition of pedals front yeah. for, it's going to be a bit to, um, you know, feel good about going to get some pedals. I do have some pedals that I'm pretty stoked on, um, that I was like, uh, you know, I would definitely consider that. Um, but I mean, the, the big news, I guess for us is, and it's probably what we're going to talk about for the rest of this episode is boss has gone. I would call it, consider him super delays or like a uh, delay, like quiver killers. You know how we all have like, like a whole bunch of delays. They're, they're releasing delay pedals that are so grand in scope that you'd only, maybe only need a single delay pedal. So that's what we're going to talk about in the rest of this episode. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, um, they, I, I don't know if this is true for all of the ones they just released, but they're basic. They're based on rack units that are, I mean. Well, that's true. The the right? SD. Well, we're so the the three pedals are in question. We're gonna go through them a little bit, and then Vince and I are gonna host a discussion about which one we would go with on our desert island rig. Yeah. So the the three the three in question are the the Boss RE two hundred one, which is an evolution of the Boss RE twenty. Which is uh, the, the space old 20 echo, right? Yep, exactly. Which was then the first kind of digital version of the legendary. I can't even call that a rack unit. It's almost like a head unit, you know, the yeah. space, the tape echo. Yeah. Uh, green, green and silver panel. Just like, just the aesthetic is just, just you, you know immediately what it is when you see it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, so that's multi head delay. 
Then the the one they released, we, Vince and I talked about it a couple weeks ago, was the SDE 3000. And we don't even want to talk about the 3000. Vince and I all know it would be the SDE 3000 EVH, right? Yeah, like yep. you definitely spend $100 more to get the EVH preset. 100%. Right? And that was the idea was two of the SDE 3000 rack units that they've put into a single pedal. And yeah. Eddie Van Halen is the EVH kind of mod. And it, yeah. it's just... Think about just Marshall stacks on either side of you, stereo <laughs> delay, um, it just yeah. legendary tone. And so that's the the one that came out last month. And then last week they dropped the DM101, which is arguably, you know, they're saying is the ultimate analog delay. And listen to this, Vince. It's got eight bucket brigade chips in it. Eight. Eight. That's <laughs> like, that's double... Most everything, yeah. You know? Um, so, wow. right, that's a, that's a lot. So, we're gonna go through those real quick. I'll I'll kind of briefly touch on that, and then Vince and I'll engage in a discussion about who who would gra- what would you grab and why. Yeah. Um, so the RE two hundred one, we know is is it the RE two hundred or is it the two hundred two? I forget what the it's the two hundred two is the new one. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. Yep. Um, so you're thinking multi head delay with a reverb in it. Um, kind of cool rhythmic things going on. Uh, yeah. But it's, it, it is a digital circuit, I believe. It's, there's nothing yeah. analog in there, right? Uh, as far as I know, yep. that is correct. Oh, yeah. RE2, geez, why don't I think that RE201 is the old unit. The RE202 yeah. is the pedal. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, remember that time, well, that, one time at Moncton Guitars, we I was found say, the RE101? Yeah, because we played a 101 and it was one of the most incredible things I'd ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't regret a lot, but I definitely regret not buying that, Vince. I mean, what was it, like 700 something? I think it was like 700 bucks, and now, yeah. you know, they're 1200 The 201s <laughs> are 20 I mean, yeah. I know. Oh, man, it was such a, and it sounded, so. it was great to be able to finally play one, so that was cool. We, we heard yeah. it, we can't unhear I mean, it, we still dream. Yeah. And then the SDE 3000, which is two rack units that mm-hmm. they've put into a single pedal, so you can get... Um, you know, great stereo images. You can run them independently. It's all digital. Um, and then the EVH preset on there. And then we're looking at the DM101, the ultimate analog delay pedal. Like we said, it has eight bucket brigade chips in there. It can kind of do the multi-head thing. So I've seen a few demos of it and it kind of gets into space echo world. Okay. Um, What's cool about all these pedals, and I just want to say it up front, is there's no sub-menus. Like, you kind of see what you get. Like, the knobs are there. Um, yeah. Yep. I love that. They're all MIDI controllable. There's still 127 presets. So even though the specifically the DM-101 is all analog, it's kind of the Chase Bliss style where you have digital brain controlling it. So full analog signal path, digital controls, and um, it is full stereo, too. It's a... Fully stereo, eight mm. bucket brigade, completely analog with 127 MIDI accessible presets. And so now that we've kind of touched on those, Vince, I know which one I think you're going to be hip to, but I'm curious, you know, maybe you could go through like why you didn't choose the other ones and which one you chose. Which one would you throw on your Desert Island rig? Well, uh, the I'll start with the, the DM101, the newest one. Um, and that being like 
also, let's just preface this. We've never played any of these. This is just we ha- haven't played any of them. fully just, theoretical conjecture. Yep. Where are you going to drop 500 and, bucks? Yeah, and based on uh, what we've read about them, because I have only... I actually haven't listened to the uh, any uh, reviews of the DM101 or anything, like any playthroughs. Um, but like... The only, just on just on spec, yeah. We can just go on spec. Yeah, the only thing that really keeps me from picking the DM one hundred and one is I don't always love analog. I like I love the analog sound, but there's a lot of times where I'm trying to create a different sound uh, that uh, is less distorted and very clean and loopy and kind of spacey, uh, but doesn't distort and analog doesn't, doesn't do that. That's part of what makes analog so great is like the delays, you know, having these, you know, becoming slightly distorted as they go on. And it kind of, um, adds character to that too. Um, and that's really the only reason I wouldn't pick the DM one one not that I wouldn't love it or, I wouldn't play it or I wouldn't put it on my board. But if I have to, you know, pick one, that's kind of the decisions we're at. Um, and in as far as like the RE202, um, I've, I've, we've played the 101 uh, and it was incredible sound. Um, but really, uh, I pick, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of skip ahead, but I'm going to pick the, EVH 3000, the SD 3000 EVH over that, uh, strictly for, um, I mean the EVH preset, cause I mean, why would I not get the EVH one? Um, but having, uh, stereo and dual digital delays just allows me to experiment so much. And I like, I can't imagine uh, a delay sound that I would want that I couldn't get from that piece of equipment, I should say. Um, not that there's one that you can't, like, not that there's ones that um, it can't do, but uh, nothing in, like, my brain at this current time could I not get out of that. So that would be, I mean, it would have to be my pick. Um, I, I, I thought you were going to go that way because I know how much you love clean yeah, uh, delay that replicates because you you don't use a ton of delay on your overdrive tones. You use it a lot on your clean tones. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that's the reason. Like, and when I play the clean tone, I'd like I like the delay to also not be distorted because I a lot of times use it for you know uh, super unique sounds where it's uh, like doing quarter note repeats, but um, I like for you to not be able to tell which is the note being played and which is the note being del- like repeated. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's two, two really powerful delays in one unit. I think that's, that's really cool, really flexible. It's a great feature. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to choose one and this is funny, like just sitting here, I've changed my mind. Oh, really? I was, well, yeah, I was like, if I'm going to have, like, I'm, I love analog delay. I'm, why yeah. not have the ultimate analog delay? And yeah. I was into it. But I don't always love analog delay either. Um, so I'm going with the RE202 as mine. Okay. Having never played it. And yep. the reason I'm going with it is 
it does have a tone control on your on your repeats, so you yeah, can affect. That's true. You can analog again air quotes here analog your repeats, and this is Desert Island. So I mean, I know I'm going to have to make compromises here, but I can also get really spacey with multi head delays. I can have mm-hmm. kind of cool rhythmic patterns, and I can keep it clean or warm it up. Um, and so I think in my world, also, if I've been on this Island for so long, I'll maybe forget what true analog delay is. And so I'll just be like, cool, I'm into, um, the RE202. So I think if I was going to have to choose one of these boss super delays, the one that's going to give me the most flexibility and provide maybe the most inspiration for me is going to be the 202. And so I think that's where I'll land. And I kind of need to remind myself and my checkbook why I've thought that because it'd be real easy to get all three and spend like $1,500 on delays. Pretty easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just can't do it. It's just so much, money. <laughs> so much money. But yeah. um, I think that's where I would end up landing is the 202. That's, it's funny too. Cause I actually thought um, like if I had to pick which one you were going to pick, it was going to be the ultimate the, the ultimate delay, the, uh, the ultimate analog delay, the DM 101. Yeah, 101. Yeah. yeah. If one bucket brigade's good, eight is better. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I'm also very curious to see how that pedal sounds um, stacked up against another, uh, you know, analog delay. Because uh, I feel like it's maybe it's not rare. And I, I just think it is because I tend not to lean towards analog delays. But I feel like so many delays are being made either digitally or analog voiced, like still digital delays, but analog voiced. And, uh, there's not a lot of people doing, um, true analog is as much. And I don't know if there's like, they could be just what I pay attention to because of my preferences. Uh, it could be because of building costs. I don't know what it costs to make analog delays versus digital delays, you know, uh, for like a smaller builder, no clue. Yeah, I don't know. I think you know. I, I, who knows? The I mean, we have great analog delays in the clubhouse. We oh yeah, you know the uh, Analog Man, the Oracle from Mythos, um, Maxon, uh, way huge Aquapus, way huge Aquapus. So many good analog delays, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, analog delays are great. It's hard to get them past that that one chip of three hundred thirty milliseconds, right? The more you know, you get further up the, up right. the chain here. But speaking of analog delays, I was recently at Moncton Guitars like a few weeks ago, and um, I forget the gentleman's name that works there, but you know the, the cat that works there has got the cool glasses on. You're just like, oh, yeah, you're sophisticated. His like name a, is also Dave. He's also a Dave? Super yeah. great. I love that yeah. guy. I love that I, guy. I just don't remember, I, I don't remember his last name, but I'm 90% sure his name is also Dave. Yeah, he's a, he's a great dude, and he's like really into spacey stuff. And so, yeah, you know... The one thing he told me about was they have the Ash, uh, is it Asheville Music Tools up there? And we were like, yeah, remember how John Snyder turned us onto those? And, the, you know, mm-hmm. the gentleman from Moog left and all that. Um, and they had the AG or ADG1 up there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so close to getting it because it was there. And then he told me about the special edition ADG, which adds an additional three bucket brigade chips that you can bring into the circuit with a toggle. And, he, and at that point, I was like, I am into that so i put down the basic you know level basic one and i was like i'm gonna have to wait till the special edition one <laughs> the basic one the basic one it's still oh, so, you know uh, like crazy the, so the other one isn't uh out yet they're they just like announced it no no it it so the the, the one that's in production is the adg1 yeah it's always available 
but the special edition one, they make certain batches of it like seasonally, you know? Oh, so, okay. You, yep. So you got to pre-order it and then wait. It's kind of a wait list thing, but gotcha. he said it's worth the wait. It's a, I think it's a, it's obviously a premium. I think it's maybe a hundred bucks more or something, but you have, you're able to bring in more bucket brigade chips to actually make it a kind of cleaner, more musical, uh, trails. It's really cool. He said, so it's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, boss is back to it. Boss is doing some really cool stuff with these super delays. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about it, Vince, and I would yeah. love to try, try one. I tried to go to my flip side a couple days ago, but they were closed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were they closed for the holiday or? Yeah. I think they closed for like three or four days. Yeah. Sedge. Um, yeah. But eventually we're going to get one of these and, uh, try them out. And it's funny. Absolutely. I think I chose the cheapest one. <laughs> which is great <laughs> now you can talk yourself into it a little bit easier yeah, exactly. that's, that's hilarious yeah. oh yeah that's a yeah, that's the one now we will go get it um well cool that is it for this episode we're coming up on time um thanks again for joining us please subscribe to the podcast find us on instagram and vince it's been a moment we need to jam we do I know that was um, one of the other things I really wanted to try and do this last weekend. But like I said, I just uh, kind of had a lot of stuff dumped on me last minute. <laughs> sure, sure. I've um, I keep dreaming. I was out on a bike ride today uh, that, that we started a band. Oh, really? Yeah, two guitars and two drums, and like we bounced back and forth. I was thinking I would get an electric like kind of tom kit just to make okay. cool like spacey tribal sounds, and then you would play drums. And like while you're playing guitar, I would play space, space toms, and then like, you know, maybe you'd sit in the kit. We have looping and ambience going on. Is the the what I what my dream band was? I see. I dude, I'm game. I was. Does that make that. sense? Absolutely. Okay. Did I tell you I've been like I've contemplated like I my drum set still isn't set up because I don't have everything yet. It's like still at my buddy's house where we used to practice. Um, I brought like the shells and some other stuff over, but there's still stuff missing so i don't have the whole kit to set up and i just haven't been back up there to get it but uh i was my i have a legitimate like 70s uh ludwig bistolite set that is you have a full john bonham set concert concert toms uh like um and i think i bought it for like five or six hundred bucks years and years and years ago and they're going for like two grand uh, right now. And I was like, I could sell it and get like a pretty nice electronic kit. Uh, it would make it, it would make it a little bit easier to record, but then I, w- I don't think I would, uh, I don't think I could live with myself. No, oh. yeah, a rolling electronic yeah. kit is not a, a electrolyte or whatever it is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. No. And that's the other thing too, is like, if my, I think if I didn't have such a, a unique set if it was kind of just a standard drum set that happened to be expensive um i might feel a little bit better but it's the concert toms from like the old 70s ludwigs are not easy to find no you're you're absolutely doing the right thing you will regret yeah. selling that yeah um so. just yeah wait I'll till end to, of golf season and then get yourself an electronic set yeah i'll just have both <laughs> yeah that's the yeah. solution that's that's what our band is it's going to be half acoustic half electric drums and the one guy playing electric drums isn't going to be great um, <laughs> but anyways that is it for this episode vince we got to get together and jam but before we do that what do we tell everybody we tell go get yourself a new boss delay pedal